Welcome everyone to episode four of Down to the Wire Sports Talk Show with Des Bernal. Today we have another special guest joining me today. He's a regional multimedia sports editor for the Patriot Ledger, the Brockton Enterprise, and the Wicked Lo- Local, Chris McDaniel. How are we doing today, Chris? Good. How's it going, Desmond? Thanks for Good. having me. Good, man. Thanks. Thanks for joining me. Like, I really appreciate it. And uh, first thing I always ask every guest on my show f- so far is just what, what your journey has been like navigating through the sports journalism field. Um, like I said, you're a regional multimedia sports editor. So what's that been like? Uh, yeah, so I just kind of worked my way up the ladder a little bit uh, coming out of college. I, you know, I got pretty close to graduation and I was kind of like, well, I don't really have any job prospects lined up. So I just kind of got lucky. I sent an email over to the uh, Patriot Ledger and the Brockton Enterprise and they were, you know, hiring paid interns. So I ended up with one of those positions, worked there for a couple of years. Um, then a position opened up at another paper in the company at Wicked Local, which are the weekly papers. So I was able to land a full-time job there. Um, covering Hangham, Marshfield, and Norwell. I eventually tacked on a couple more towns during my time there. And, you know, in 2019, after five years with the Wicked Locals, um, switched over back to the dailies. And, you know, I've been as the sports editor of the Enterprise and Ledger now for almost two years. Nice. That's awesome, man. And um, I always feel like everyone has a story and like why, why they kind of want to become a sports reporter. Like for me and my sake, um, I just always love sports and I always love shows like sports center, how they could just wake up every day and just be report and report on either games that happened the day before or um, news in certain sports, transactions, trades. Um, and that for me personally, that's kind of where that passion for sports journalism grew. Um, you said, like you said, um, you kind of just after graduation, kind of just sent an email out to the enterprise and ledger. But um, did you have like an experience, whether in college or in high school, like writing for high school n- newspaper that you just knew you wanted to be a sports reporter? Um, not quite. I think um, like a lot of people in this industry, I you know kind of grew up thinking, you know, one day I'd be playing at Fenway Park or something like that. And then, you know, when I topped out at five, nine and, you know, my athleticism probably topped out about, you know, a D minus that playing pro sports probably wasn't going to happen for me pretty early on. So, um, you know, I knew I wanted to work in sports, you know, as long as I can remember, I've been, you know, reading box scores, like you mentioned, and, you know, following trades and messing around with the ESPN trade machine and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I just kind of ended up, you know, cycling through some of the potential options and eventually journalism is kind of where I seem to find a little bit of a niche um, wrote for my local paper with uh, the Quincy Sun working for Sean Brennan, who, you know, worked for the Boston Heralds for, for a while there. Um, um, and, you know, that was kind of my first taste of writing and covering local sports. And then, you know, I was really inexperienced when I got when I ended up getting the position at the Patriot Ledger. Um, so I think I just got real lucky with, you know, some, some opportune timing and, you know, just kind of ran with it. And, you know, once I started doing it every day in this job is a little different. You, you're, you know, every day is a different story, a different assignment. And, you know, I think that's something that really attracted me to the job is that, you know, every day is fun. It doesn't feel like work very often. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's like, I guess one thing, I mean, a lot of people want to shoot for is something to do. Their job is something fun and engaging and it's not the same boring or same routine thing over and over again. So to create different sports stories, like, I don't know, looking at the football team and finding some interesting feature stories. Um, I can definitely relate on how reporting and everything can just kind of create that interest. Um, but like we said before, you kind of, um, the sports editor for the ledger, the enterprise, 
Um, what has your experience been writing for these multiple publications? Has it been a challenge kind of like covering sports, like handling so much sports at once um, on that aspect? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a challenge because, you know, in a given season, you're covering four, five, six, seven different sports. And, you know, I think our coverage area is somewhere around 40 schools. So that's a, it's obviously a couple hundred teams there for different sports and tons of different athletes. So it can be tough to kind of keep your finger on the pulse. But I think once you, you kind of do it, you kind of know, okay, you know, this school has a strong track team. So we know we, we want to get something on them at some point. Um, you just kind of get used to it over the years and, you know, eventually the names start getting pretty familiar. You know, I think one of my biggest issues now with my writing is I've been, you know, covering the same, you know, the same towns for so long now I'm covering like, you know, little brothers and little sisters of kids and I'm writing the old, the older brothers and sisters names by accident, just because those names are so ingrained in my brain already. But um, yeah, it, it can be challenging, but you know, I think if you just kind of, you kind of get used to it after a little bit and you kind of figure out, you know, who are the teams to watch and, you know, now haven't been here for, you know, pretty much covering the South Shore and the Brockton area for almost 10 years now, I kind of have a little bit more of a history to look at. So I kind of know, like, if, if a team that, you know, is typically struggling in the sport, they're kind of having a, you know, they're having a nice bounce back here, that, that that's usually a pretty good story there. So, you know, stuff like that, you kind of just, just from being around, you'll eventually kind of figure it out and get the lay of the land. Awesome, awesome. Um, and as we saw in 2020, the pandemic kind of sh shifted so much um, in so many fields. Um, but for you specifically, um, what was the challenge um, in COVID as we saw like a lot of high school sports not having any sports, um, trying to cover stories, even with no sports? Was there was there a challenge in that aspect? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a huge challenge. There was a lot of adjustments that we had to make. Um, you know, I think something that made it a little bit easier is we were kind of transitioning the way we wanted our sports section to look before that. So it just kind of accelerated some of that change. Um, some of the change that we were kind of that we were kind of making is that, you know, we wanted a, you know, something that's always resonated with me that someone told me is that they want people who don't like sports to be sports to be able to be able to, to be able to enjoy it and get away from just writing straight game stories and stuff like that and covering it, you know, maybe the way that we used to back in the day. Um, we try to focus more on feature stories and profiles and, you know, things that can kind of appeal to a broader interest. So we were a little bit more prepared when the, you know, we didn't have the day-to-day -day game stories and stuff like that to rely on. So we went, you know, very feature heavy, um, you know, focused more on profiles and highlighting people. And, you know, we did some, some more interesting stuff where we kind of look back at some of the best teams of the decade, just to get a constant flow. Um, you know, I don't know how much longer we could have gone on without sports, but, um, you know, I'm pretty proud to say that, you know, our staff was able to continually put out a quality sports section, even, you know, when people say there were no sports, we, we found sports to write about. And, you know, I think we still put out a quality product that, you know, kind of shows, you know, what we're capable of even in, in tough times. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. did and you find yourself um, writing more, like, let's say featured stories on schools or teams just because there were no sports or even analytical stories and statistics just to kind of create different avenues, like you said, so that way someone who's not just only interested in sports could just still be interested on like more of a feature story about a coach that they've heard and seen maybe in um, throughout the newspaper just reading the newspaper and really didn't know that about um, that one coach. Yeah, so that was definitely something. Um, sometimes you get into a flow where there's so much going on where you feel like you can't get to everything or you can't write as much about something as, as you want. So 
I think during the pandemic, when everything kind of stopped, we were able to really kind of slow things down and really zoom in on, you know, certain stories, you know, like I remember, you know, a bunch of kids were picked for a local high school football all-star team. So typically we might not even run a story on that, or if we did, we might just list their names. But in this case, we were able to, you know, write a feature story on each one of those kids. And, you know, we were able to turn something that would probably would have been small or something we might not have even done in the past into, you know, this really great series of a bunch of interesting and different, you know, feature stories kind of getting an in-depth look at these kids, you know, kind of beyond the pads and not just looking at, you know, their stats, kind of looking at who they are as, as kids. And, you know, that stuff like that is something that we definitely, you know, whenever we saw the chance for a story to kind of become multiple and extrapolate a little bit more and zoom in, um, we definitely took that opportunity because, you know, there wasn't a lot of new stuff coming in. So we kind of had to get a little more creative with what, what kind of stuff we were focusing on. Yeah, yeah, I can totally relate because um, I'm at Stono College. I'm the sports editor for our newspaper, and in the fall semester and even winter, there was no fall sports or even winter sports. So you kind of had to be creative of just creating different stories and asking athletes of certain things and creating different avenues to just keep those stories coming in. Um, but kind of shifting a little bit more on the educational side of things, because on my podcast, I also like to help any aspiring sports journalists out there who are trying to jump into the field. Um, but from your experience so far as a sports editor, how important is it to write those stories like we've been talking about, like feature stories, analytical stories, and just diversifying your portfolio when you try to go out into the field? Yeah, I mean, just from my perspective, I think when you know, for, for us, we're covering such a niche audience to begin with that, you know, we're really, we're, our market is kind of small when you think about what our readership is, you know, if we're just going to write about, you know, one high school football team's game, that doesn't have a ton of broader appeal outside of that town or that league or, you know, kid, people who are just really big high school football fans or whatever sport it may be. So when you can find a way to highlight you know a great student athlete who's doing something off the field I think that's something that has a broader appeal plus you know I think after you know once you've written you know 100 game stories you kind of you know whatever the number is you kind of you know everything kind of becomes formulaic a little bit um so to to be able to kind of work on those other writing muscles where you know there there's a lot more stress put on your your ability to write and kind of describe things in a in a different way where you have a little bit more freedom when you're writing a feature story versus a game story i think i think those are big things and you know interviews are obviously huge when you're writing you know um you know writing an in-depth feature on somebody whereas a game story you can you know sometimes you can get away with really just highlighting the play-by-play of the game where but a feature story you know that writing is you know for me personally a lot more fun to do and you know it's also more challenging and you know, it's something that I think is more transferable to other areas of writing. Cause you know, if you're not, you're not always going to be writing a sports story, even if you work for a sports section. So I think those are important muscles to always kind of keep working on and, you know, continue to, you know, try and try and put yourself out of your comfort zone to, to write those kind of stories. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, what advice would you give to aspiring sports journalists, um, maybe trying who are graduating right now in the senior year in college and, um, looking for jobs, just to uh, try to jump into the field. You know, just kind of looking at your Twitter today, I would tell people to use you as a model. I mean, you're you're out there doing a ton of different stuff. You got some great guests on your podcast, not not myself included. I <laughs> I don't think I fit in with some of those other people, but um, nah, you, you do. Know, come on, come on. <laughs> I appreciate that, but uh, you know, you're you you have to do the work to get better at it. You know, that's one of the things that I learned when I was first starting is 
you know, I, I, I did a ton of work in the classroom, but once I got out into the field, I was like, well, this is, this is a lot different. I, I didn't feel like I was able to prepare for my job based on what I did in the classroom, um, where I feel like maybe other jobs that you, there might be an easier transition. Um, so for me, the biggest piece of advice is get out there, write, read, do all that stuff as much as possible, um, interview people. You just, this is a job where you can only get better at by doing it. Um, so that's, that's my best advice is to, you know, write about Andrew Jamil and, and then, and, you know, what he's doing after college and to, you know, cover the local college teams at your school, you know, go there in person, get to know the coach, build those relationships. Cause those are, those are skills you will always use and you will always have to work on if you want to be in this industry. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Like you said, a bunch of the guests I've had on before have kind of emulated the same things you've said. And um, I, it's something I try to do either on my Twitter or social media, or even in my writing here at school. Um, just to kick off the last question on kind of a, a little lighthearted note and a look, a little optimism. Um, as we know, in 2020 was a little crazy and sports was a little jumpy and high school started to play some sports in the spring. But uh, what are you looking forward to as things start to get a little bit back to normal with sports starting to kind of shift to their normal seasons and um, your kind of style of work um, for the ledger and the, and the enterprise? You know, I think the biggest thing I've missed during this year is the MIA didn't allow state tournaments. They're going to allow them in the spring. So having the state tournaments back, um, those those are awesome times. You know, there's there's so many great stories that you can tell. You know, it's definitely a grind. You know, it's for me, I know um, it's a lot of times where it's like two, three weeks straight work and, you know, covering one or two games a day there. So it's it's definitely a grind. But, you know, just the excitement when you go to the games, you know, the the heartbreak of the losing team and the the jubilation of the winning team and getting to cover those stories and being in those environments where, you know, the whole town kind of round rallies around a team. You know, I can remember last fall um, in 2019, the Rockland high volleyball team was going on, you know, the best run in program history. And it felt like every game that they won in the playoffs, the town got more and more behind the team. And it was, it, it because you know it always be kind of becomes a bigger story and it's it's always fun to be a part of that and you know I think personally you know you look at you know I, I think something that's cool about writing local sports is I think you know people won't be paying attention to my name but I think the bylines of my stories will be in a lot of scrapbooks for a lot of years so I think that's something that's really cool to to kind of be a part of those memories um you know and just the state tournament is just such a, such a great time. Especially, you know, my favorite is in the winter covering, you know, basketball and hockey. I think, you know, something about being in those smaller buildings where the, you know, every this packed to the gills and everybody's screaming and the, the atmosphere is intense and, you know, everybody is living and dying with, you know, every bounce of the puck or the ball. So, you know, just, just being a part of those is always so fun. And, you know, obviously those are kind of times with our peak readership where, everybody's a little more tuned in and focusing on what we're writing about and how we're covering it. So, you know, those, those, that's probably definitely what I've missed most this, this last year. Nice. Yeah. And that atmosphere of championship games, I can recall being in high school, going to, like you said, a basketball or hockey uh, state championship and just the, the environment, the atmosphere, everyone just so involved and cheering on for their, for their teammates and classmates as well. So, but that, that wraps it up for episode four. Thanks, Chris, for joining, joining my show today. I really appreciate it. Um, if you're really interested into this content, you can head over to my YouTube channel at Desmond Bernal, where you can find this video version. And make sure you just hit a like on that video and even subscribe to my channel. 
I'd really appreciate it. You can also hear the audio version of this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And make sure you also can fo- hit follow me, like Chris men- mentioned before, on Twitter at Desmond Bernal14. You can even follow Chris and see all the coverage he does, like he said, in the Brockton and South Shore area at Chris McDaniel. That's capital M, lowercase c, capital D, A N I E L 88 on Twitter. I'm always producing such good content for the Brockton and South Shore area. Um, just keeping everyone highlighted on the sports going on over there. And like I said, thank, thanks for joining me, Chris. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for having me on, Desmond. Thank you.